Welcome to the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast, the show that talks all things female resistance training to help women feel beautiful, confident, and strong in and out of the gym. Now for your hosts, Jordan and Gretchen. Welcome back. Today we are joined by a guest host, also named Taco. He won't be speaking. He might be barking. Most of He is very snuggled into his mama right now. I mean, he is like fluttering eyes closed, totally snugged in, sleeping here. So normally on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, both of my dogs come to work with me. Tuesday and Thursday mornings, they get to go to the gym to see Jordan and her girls, and they love it. And they know when it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Monday and Friday, they don't even walk to the door with me. They're like, bye. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, up my butt, ready to go. It was really nice out yesterday. So I rode my motorcycle and I can't can't bring a boxer and a Boston Terrier on the motorcycle with me. You got to get a sidecar. That would be so cute. Um, I've tried. Boomer would die. Boomer would die. I've tried to put Taco. He's the Boston Terrier. He's about 23 pounds in a backpack because then I could definitely like strap him to me and he could go on the bike. I've looked into doggles, their dog goggles. Um, I think he'd be so cute. He refuses to go in a backpack. Um, yeah. So they did not get to go to the gym yesterday and play with their friends and they didn't get to go to work with me today. They are with me and taco is suction cupped to my body. Adi. What a great segue as we talk about how to listen to your body, body. Uh, yeah. For those that don't know, we do, we, we call it a body, body because Gretchen sings a song to taco about his little body, body, body. Uh, but what we really want to talk about today is how to listen to what your body needs, how to adjust your training to suit, you know, whether you feel great or whether you feel not so great and how you can do that without totally throwing off your program, I think is what we really want to hit on today. Yeah. Um, you know, we joke about it a lot in training, but our, and our coach does say, you know, listen to your body. If something doesn't feel right, if you're, if you're having an off day, like listen to your body really is what's important, um, more important than doing what's on the piece of paper that he gives us. Right. Um, and we do joke about it. Like sometimes we're lazy and we're like, Oh, we're just listening to our body oddies and we're not going to be doing this. And then we end up doing it because we know that we're just being lazy. Uh, but there are times, right. That you have been injured or I have been injured or something has been thrown off. Um, also like your mental state, there have been times that have been in, gone into the gym this Monday, for example, I walked in um, and every, I mean, we've said it before, we walk in, our coach, first thing, how you doing today? Uh, my response was not my normal response. So he was like, okay. Um, my mental was just a little off this past Monday and I was not, not into it. Um, worked up to my heavy single. 
and I was supposed to do two and I did my first one and it went fine. Um, I knew that the previous Monday I didn't hit my top deadlift and it like, it didn't even hover off the floor. Right. <laughs> and it's a, I've done heavier than that before. Like it didn't, it, it didn't budge. She was a heavy bitch that day. <laughs> um, so I knew like the mental state that I was in, if I had a repeat, <laughs> somebody would have died. <laughs> so I was like, we're doing one single. We're saving energy. I re- I need to hit my deadlifts, right? Um, they just need to go better. And <laughs> thank God I hit my deadlifts. But I listened to my body. I listened to, I knew where I was at mentally. I knew like the squat wasn't an issue for me. We did it. It was heavy, but I really needed to save energy for that deadlift because that's what I mentally needed that day. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it is hard. Like we are, we are follow the program to a T type of people. Yeah. But there are times where we have to remind each other and remind ourselves that we can't follow the program, right? Mm-hmm. My body just can't take this today. My mind can't take this today. And it it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to learn, like you said, mentally, right? Mentally on Monday, not the best. You have to develop a lot of willpower and skill to learn Okay, this is just me being like I'm I need to do something versus my mind is telling me I shouldn't do something, right? Like you have to really work to understand this is not my body telling me this is not just me being lazy, not doing anything. This is my body really needs to not do this today. And that's a really hard conversation. I I think that we both we both flirt on the line of we we want to continue to do what the program says because no, we're not lazy. We're not going to do that. Right. Well, and we're both very type A. So yes. we yes. like to check boxes. So if something's on the piece of paper, we like to do everything to check all those boxes off. Exactly. I know I was dealing with some hip pain in this prep and we had to make some adjustments. I mean, immediately when we got this block, we took out deficit deadlifts. Like I did that on my own. And as soon as I told our coach that he was like, Oh yeah, we like, Nope, we don't want to do those. And we haven't done them one time. I love that last week. He's like, yeah, don't even bother doing those. I was like, wasn't planning on it. I haven't been, <laughs> haven't been. Um, so it, it you know, and it, it's one of those of, it's not me being lazy. I actually don't mind deficit deadlifts. Mm-hmm. It's where I was feeling pain going any further into a hinge position probably would have stressed it more than I would have liked. It probably would have hindered my recovery. So there's no sense in doing that where if it was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm just not going to deadlift. Cause I, you know, my hip kind of hurts. The pain wasn't that bad. Like it was not that serious to, okay, I have to do this for the meat. So I have to do some form of a deadlift. I can't just not do anything, right? Like there's that, there's a balance. There's a balance there. Well, and here's the thing. If it was to the point 
that you couldn't deadlift, right? You would have figured out a different hinge movement to still work those muscles without actually actively deadlifting. Um, I know you said like when you, it didn't necessarily hurt to lift it. It hurt to come back down. It hurt to do certain things. We talked about putting bumper plates on so you could drop the weight or, I mean, there's multiple different types of exercises that we could have done to still work that movement without hurting you. Because if we continue to do this movement that hurts, you're not going to be able to compete anyways. Right. Um, and, you know, it it also goes into maybe adding things that we don't like. Such as. On that. <laughs> so there is a plank called the Copenhagen plank. I refer to it as the devil's plank. Um, it's not fun. It's terrible. It's an awful exercise. If you don't know what it is, Google it. It's very hard to explain. It's been in my program throughout the last couple of years. I've not done it once. I did it when our coach showed me how to do it. And that was the last time I did it. I don't like them. They hurt. They're not great. Um, Our coach jokes that none of his athletes do their core workouts because it's at the end. Nobody wants to do them. We are actually very good at doing our core workouts. Um, Not necessarily what he programs. Um, Wow. He really had something to say about that. Pac was very upset that we're not doing our core work. Um, so one of those is the Copenhagen plank, right? We don't do them. We don't like them. Well, while Jordan was having her hip issue, our coach said, well, what do you feel when you do the Copenhagen? And we were both like, mm, nothing. Cause we don't, we usually just do a different type of core exercise, right? So we still get a core in. All he really wants is for us to get a core exercise in and we're knowledgeable enough to pick something else. Um, Well, he explained to us that the Copenhagen would help her hip issue. So we did them for the last five weeks because crushed it because her body needed it, right? We don't want to, but we did it. You know, and it's look at all the extra stuff that we've done as well. Like the, you and your hips, like adding the bands for mobility work. The different, the boomstick, the different rolling, the different stretching, the things that he has put me through to help speed this recovery process along. Like it goes both ways. It is not just the removal of things because your body tells you no. It usually is the replacement of, okay, we are not going to do deficit deadlifts. Here are five other things you're going to do as an alternative to help to help you heal. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's really hard as an athlete, someone who is competitive to dial things back when they need to. It's really we are I don't want to say that we're always in pain because that makes it sound terrible, but we are always sore. Yep. Like state of being, we are used to being sore. That's not an issue. That's not an uncomfortable state for us. That is just our normal state. And it's, it takes a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of self-reflection to realize what is sore and what is pain 
And when do you need to adjust to make that change so you're not in pain, right? And you definitely can't, like, you can't start a workout routine and be like, oh, that hurts. I'm really sore. I'm really, I'm in a lot of pain the next day. You're in pain. You're sore because you worked out for the first time in a long time. That does not mean that you shouldn't be doing that. Um, you should then look into how do I relieve this, you know, go through it and see if it gets better. It does get better. The sore is different. It's a different kind of sore, right? You're the first time working out is a horrible soreness because you're not used to it. Right. And that's not what we're talking about. Um, this is like injuries and all that stuff. Also, like we touched on it, mental stuff. I follow someone who was going to be doing a bodybuilding prep. Um, she was pretty vocal about it. And then she came on social media and said that, um, she had started the prep she was a couple weeks in and she mentally wasn't in it. Um, she had a lot of mental health issues going on and made the ultimate decision that going through a bodybuilding prep is not what she should be doing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so she pulled out, she didn't stop working out. She didn't stop eating healthy and, you know, she's just not focused on getting to the leanest body with the most muscle, right? She is now focused on working out and eating right for her mental health. Yeah. I mean, look at us. Like we, we choose to do the meets that we do based on when it fits our, our schedule. And that largely like, because we know it competing takes a a toll on our mental health. So Mm -hmm. we have to be able to do that at the right time. I look at it a September meet is really not ideal for me because that is our second busiest month of the year. Yeah. A December meet, we're doing a lot of prep for the beginning of the year. So it's really not ideal for me there either. So it's, we pick because of that, you know, I think along the lines of, you know, the mental health aspect, like it's, you think it's, it's fun and don't get me wrong. Like it is fun to compete, but it is a lot of work. And, you know, I was talking with some family about, right. I'm not going to power lift forever. And they're like, why? Like, what do, what do you mean? It just takes a lot of time. Like, I don't think that people understand that in the final stages of a prep, it is all training, all work and sleeping. Mm-hmm. Like, it is it is the literal definition of eat, sleep, work, train, repeat. Right. And you have to put off certain tasks. You have to put things to the side a little bit until you are done because it is it is taxing on you mentally and physically. And you have to know that when you're when you're doing this and when you're preparing for these these meets and competitions. Yeah. I mean, my family and friends know like when I'm starting a prep and I'm really getting into it and I'm dialing things down, I'm not hanging out with you most likely, right? I'm not going out to dinner with you. I'm not doing all these events. I pass on those. I'm not like stuff goes away and they just know it's because I'm in a prep and I don't want to live my life like that all the time. No. 
I'm fine giving up a chunk of the year dedicated to a sport that I love and competing because I love to compete, but I don't want my whole entire life to be that way. And I know that for some people like powerlifting and doing all of this in a sport is their life. It's just not mine right now. Right. I have family, I have friends, I have businesses, like it just can't be that. Um, and it, it definitely takes like some inner dialogue to be like, well, this would not be the greatest meet. Do I want to compete again? I absolutely would love to. I would love to redeem myself from our last terrible meet. Um, I just don't know what meet that could be. Like Jordan said, like we, it works for us to do the same meets together because our schedules work that way. I can't do an August, September because I have the fair in August and my husband will divorce me if I don't go to the fair all 12 days. Um, (laughs) which involves eating and I'm not going to go to the fair and not eat. Right. That's something that I love to do. We did a whole podcast on the fair. Um, Our schedule is super busy in September and the end of the year that's, you know, tax season comes up. I have to get everything done for that. I just wouldn't be able to give the brain power that it would take to compete during those times. So, Mm -hmm. We choose to compete when we do because that's when it works out for both of us. And it just so happens to work for both of us, which is great. Um, I don't know if those meets are going to be happening again. So our coach talked about doing meets like in August, September. And I looked at him and I was like, I can't. That will not be able to ha- It won't happen. And me mentally, I am not going to like the competitor in me wants to be like, screw it, sign up and do it. It would wreck me because I know that I can't just half-ass it and have fun. I will want to put my all into it and I won't be able to. Yeah. I want to go back to the soreness side of things a little bit of it's really tempting when you do your first workout back or you do your first workout, you try something new and you're really sore. It is really tempting to say you're listening to your body and you're just not going to do anything, right? You're going to lay low. I was just talking to a client who felt really lousy yesterday. He decided he's going to take a rest day today. He went out to eat on Saturday for like a, a a family day with for Mother's Day for his wife. And then on Sunday, he went out to eat with his mom. He, this man has been like perfect on his nutrition for the last few weeks. So he ate junk, like j- straight junk and not enough, not enough food overall. So he works a manual labor job, goes and works out, doesn't do anything different. He is just super sore. And I was like, he worked out on, on Monday, was pretty sore and tired, chose to work out on Tuesday, which is the which is the right choice. I'll touch on that in a second. But then he decided today, you know what? Like I am really tired. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not work out today. I said, no problem. I want to make sure that you get up and move your body because sitting around is not going to help you. Right. So, He's like, I work construction and I think I'll be okay. It's like, you absolutely will move your body. Forgot about that. Sorry. Uh, The reason being is when you just sit there, your muscles just stiffen more. Mm -hmm. You're not pumping. Like your muscles only pump blood in and out when you contract them and relax them. You have to get fresh blood in there in order for the metabolites, in order for the soreness to go away. And when you're just sitting around, lounging around, it's 
not doing anything, right? Like you're not, uh, you're not doing leg extensions or curls or bridges or hip thrusts while you're lounging around watching TV. No, you're like, no, I'm sore. I'm listening to my body. That is the point of, no, you should get up and do something. Does it have to be the workout? Nope. I just told this, I just gave this man, I need you to hit the, hit the step goal today. And that's plenty for you mm-hmm. because it was like, he probably averages around 9,000 steps a day. I said, just give me a day over 10,000 today and you're going to be just fine. And he's going to feel a lot better tomorrow. We're going to push water. We're going to push good food. I said, you didn't do anything wrong. Like he literally followed program in week three. He should not be this massively sore. This has everything to do with like, he just was very under fueled on top of working a manual labor job. Like, of course you're going to feel poopy. It's soreness is a different beast. You have to listen within reason. If you did a hundred heavy squats on Monday and you're really sore doing heavy squats again on Tuesday, not the right thing. Body weight squats, the right thing. Move your body a little bit, get some fresh blood to those muscles, but don't go load it up and do it again. Right. I love to go on an extra long walk on Tuesdays because our heavy squat and heavy deadlift day is on Monday. So to me, that's our heaviest, heaviest, hardest day, right? It's heavy squats followed by heavy deadlifts. Two very heavy leg workouts in the same day. I I am sort. I shouldn't say I can't. I do not go for a walk Tuesday morning because I get up earlier to go to Jordan's gym to work out with her on Tuesday mornings. So I am moving first thing in the morning. That's great. But I also realize that I'm like working out and doing heavier things in that workout. So then on Tuesday, when I get home, I like to go for like a two mile walk, right? Usually my morning walks are a mile, mile and a half. Um, So I just do a little bit extra of a walk on Tuesdays because Wednesdays are technically our quote unquote rest days. And on Wednesday, I also do a longer walk, right? I'm trying to get the blood moving through muscles to recover from our hard workouts so that I'm not feeling super sore on Thursdays for a light squat and deadlift day. Because if I didn't move my body, I would come in on Thursday and look at Jordan and say, no way. Yeah. We would hurt a lot more. I mean, I... I am lucky my job is also physical, so I move my body quite a bit, but I, Tuesdays, I have to be intentional about activity because that's when I do a lot of computer work. So I have to make sure that I move more Wednesdays. I do a mobility workout in the morning, and then I usually go for a big walk in the afternoon as well, or some type of walk, elliptical, depending on what the weather is like. Listen to your body, Addy. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast. If you liked what you heard today, go ahead and give us a like, a share on Instagram. Let us know what more you want to hear from us so that we can truly make this the podcast that females go to to improve their resistance training experience.